Welcome to Copilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and giving it a second chance might just change your mind. Here, we take that chance for you, and let you know our opinion on if a show deserves more than one shot. I'm Justice, alongside me is my co-pilot, Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this week will be Centaur War. So do you want to tell the audience about how you're a horse girl? We've mentioned this before. I don't know if we need to rehash it, (laughs) but sure. Look, I believe as a young child, you have a bunch of girls that like horses, hence the typical horse girl. But I also find you have a lot of young boys that like dragons and shit. And honestly, dragons are just fantasy horses with the way they're treated in books. With the way they're treated in books, especially ones aimed at young children, they're the same creature. One just flies and occasionally breathes fire. And the other one runs and also occasionally breathes fire. You know, you mentioned how they're treated similarly in movies and books. And my brain was immediately went to, man, I actually would love to see a How to Train Your Horses like movie. Like that, please. <laughs> yeah, see, your brain made an easy comparison because you're like, yeah. That movie could just be about horses. Yeah, but no, I read like all the spirit books and all that shit when I was younger. So I bring it up because this show's main character is a horse. The main character of the show is indeed a horse horse and it's all about getting back to her horse girl yeah her horse girl more commonly known as Ryder with a capital r because that's her name her name is Ryder, and horse's name is horse yes i like this approach to like naming conventions it's very samurai jack yeah it's also very much like again novels for like younger children where it is a non-human main character where a lot of things are just kind of named what they are yeah like owl or rabbit or Tigger, because Tigger is a Tigger. T-I-double-ger. Uh, okay, so, um, Centaur World's actually a Netflix original show from 2021. And episode one is entitled, Hello, Rainbow World? Hello, Rainbow Road. Hmm, I, I know it was wrong. Which seems like too positive of a greeting for Rainbow Road. We all know it's trash, and no one likes it. It's one of the worst maps in Mario Kart. I love N64 Rainbow Road. I'm thinking of, like, the remakes that are always like, this is the N64 Rainbow Road, and they change it slightly, and it annoys me. That's right, I'm old and grumpy now. Yeah, anytime they take Rainbow Road and are like, hey, let's remove all the fencing that, that protects you on Rainbow Road. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, a fan of that. <laughs> I'm like, no, the purpose of Rainbow Road is to be long and annoying. And that one section where the fencing disappears, you're slightly annoyed at. But the rest of the time, you're just like, it's never going to end. Also, the fact that they took out the, like, jump shortcut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Anyways, so this show starts with a gate being knocked down as a woman riding a horse runs through it. Like a castle gate, but yeah. yeah. And it's rainy, and our color palette's mainly like browns and grays. And we get a voiceover about an ongoing war and how war never changes. War. War never nays. God damn it. That wasn't even a good joke. No, I, I, no, I it wasn't. Dumb. It, it wasn't a good joke. That's why it cracked me. <laughs> I expected like an actual joke, and then you cracked me with this like bait and switch yeah boy so i thought this voiceover was rider but justice has astutely pointed out to me that it's actually horse because we hear horse's voice later this horse talks this is a show with talking animals one talking animal and then talking nightmares (laughs) that's a generous way to put it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so this is horse talking which means horse lost her appearance to the war Mm -hmm. which Uh, honestly makes sense and war is all she knows yeah and she's she's only ever known war Mm-hmm. Also, she has an artifact that's shaped like a horseshoe. Yes, the general sent her and her best friend. Ryder. Yeah, in the narration, obviously, no, it's Ryder again. It's acknowledged that they are best friends. And so the narration is like, my only friend. 
in this case, horse's only friend is Ryder. And Ryder's only friend is horse. Assumedly, we don't know that. Ryder may not feel the same. Ryder might just be like, yeah, this is the third fucking horse I've had during this really long war. This is the third roach. Honestly, I want this children's show to take that turn. (laughs) To be fair, is it a children's show? I know, like, on the surface level, it's a children's show. And I know it's classified as a children and family show on Netflix. But, like, is it? Is it? Yes? Yes, maybe. Yes, sure. Sure, why not? Anyways, the artifact was hope. That's an important line of dialogue. Um, oh, voiceover. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because it's the key to vanquishing the invaders with a capital I. Yeah, so invaders. The, that's what the general says. They show back up to the village where they're supposed to meet the general, and T's not there because, the, assumedly, hopefully, I guess, they make that assumption before they actually check, but, but the village is on fire. It's gone. Village gone. Yeah. General dead. Village on fire. So the, the horse rears back and neighs and right well, fear. Don't, we, don't know, we don't know general is dead. That's, that's yeah. an assumption. Sorry. Yeah. And then we get a song from Ryder. Because she sings it to calm the horse down. Yeah, she says, it's fine, you're okay, and that's where my brain went, well, that's a different voice than the narrator. And then we get a song about how it's gonna be okay, you're gonna be fine. As they travel through the village and uh, the burning valley, and then they seek shelter under... The valley is not burning. It was the village that was burning. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically, it's causing some of the surrounded area to burn. I assume there's some shrubs and stuff on fire. That's part of the valley. It depends how much you consider what we build to be part of the environment around it. But the art for this show so far is very, like, Avatar-esque. It's got that, like, vibe to it, especially the writer's design. She looks like Korra. Yeah, she looks kind of like if you put Korra in actual, like, armor and then made her, like... Not a terrible protagonist. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the show has, like, uh more solid color palette yeah by which i mean there's not as much shading and stuff in Korra, but more akin to like early avatar yeah or even kind of um she-ra and the princesses of power like which is a great show not the color palette choice so far but like just the finish on the art which is a great show that you can go and listen to episode 28 of co-pilots review we reviewed she-ra and the princesses of power honestly haven't watched more of it i still want to go back and watch more of it show looks great i need to watch more but there's so many shows things i need to watch currently i'm binging doctor who yeah but we'll save that for the 12th we're not gonna save that for the 12th you're gonna forget about it and i won't remind you i will probably have caught up on doctor who by the 12th and you'll have forgotten about it by the time we go to record for the 12th <laughs> um yeah so the uh the song ends when they're getting more into like a straight canyon and it ends with a i believe it's an arrow that impacts a rock next to them i want to be really clear the geography here makes no sense cliff down to village through somewhat into a canyon i mean because the canyon is a canyon Mm -hmm. but then it comes to a peak yeah it's a deeply scarred ramp i mean i was gonna say it's a deeply scarred surface area with like deeper canyons it's not that weird in the realm of fantasy i was just thinking about it and that's kind of weird i mean yeah they go from one cliff down into the valley and then they have the canyon walls around them and then they end up on a cliff it's actual other areas of cliff, and then there's another larger canyon. I'm mainly below just that. I'm mainly just talking about the canyon leading to the cliff point. Yeah, I know like, that's weird. But like you were saying, the song finishes when an arrow flies past them and thunks itself into like a tree or a rock. I thought it was a rock. A rock, yeah, it's a rock. There's no trees here. There's yeah. no trees here. And then we see that. Foolishly, yeah, foolishly, they have wandered into a canyon when they know that the village was assumedly just attacked. I don't know. I think when when, when you were the sole soldier left 
and you have nobody with you and you're carrying a precious artifact, you don't walk into a... a you don't a, walk into traps. Like, you, canyons like that, they're obvious traps. Your brain just goes, let's avoid the canyon. We're going to go on the left side or the right side above the canyon, but mm-hmm. not the canyon itself because we're not stupid. Oh, wait. Mm. I don't know if Ryder's stupid. That's unfair. I think she might have been mourning. Probably morning, yeah. But we see a bunch of enemy forces all along the walls of the canyon. And it's really hard to tell how much of the invader is armor, like how much of it's manufactured armor versus how much of it is like natural. Yeah, they have like a dark gray armor and horns on a helm. And then there's like spots of their armor that's like brown fur that like could be like video game barbarian armor where like mm-hmm. hide armor of some sort with where like has fur between the metal or it could just be their furry things yeah and then we have several of them jump and slide down the walls of the canyon to attack them and chase them mm-hmm. and they run on all fours when they chase yeah so they reminded me of bugbears honestly like after they started perambulating perambulate to walk or, or move. oh i know what the word means it's a funny word it's not as funny as the creator of the show's name. Sorry, Megan Dong. Megan Nicole Dong. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm a fourth grader, and there's 100% a reason why she includes Nicole in her name like that. Yeah, probably. It's similar to why I always include my middle initial in my name. That's because I'm breaking up the alliteration, because alliteration's stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I do the same. Anyways, though, so they're being chased, and they take off running, but they are briefly slowed when a line of these invaders, as they're called, according to Horse, the I, when they were talking about the invaders earlier in the narration, was apparently capital. I missed it. Mm -hmm. And here we get some, like, actually really good combat animation. There's not a large, long amount. What we have is quite good. I could have taken more combat animation. Right? It also reminds me of Samurai Jack. Yeah, and also kind of, again, of Avatar. Yeah, it's this show has Samurai Jack and Avatar in its lifeblood, and it, it really upsets me that in three minutes that's not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that it gets bad, it's just a tonal shift in a moment here. So they manage to get past the line blocking them in the canyon, and they get chased to an edge of a cliff. Yeah, and then one of the invaders takes the mace they will be, they will be, it's like, classic war war maces and like just fucking chucks it at rider like Like, from a distance one arm just throws it your dm would be like uh it's not a thrown weapon and And (laughs) i'll give it to you on a nat 20 and they just fucking like rolled that shit and they're like i got it and the dm's like (sighs) fine um you 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 dismounted the rider knocked the horse down the artifact went skittering Mm mm-hmm Good job breaking the game. Maces aren't thrown weapons. So horse gets back up and charges to pick up the relic in their mouth because that's kind of the only way a horse can pick things up. No, they, they can they can like use the space between their hooves. Not yet. They can't. Tonal shift hasn't happened. <laughs> they could use both hooves to pick it up. Again, not yet. Tonal shift hasn't happened. Uh, they could put it inside of their belly. <laughs> that's entirely. That's different. We'll get there. And so horse takes off to pick up the relic. And an invader charges after. Yeah, the horse manages to knock the invader off the edge of the cliff. Yeah, like shoulder checks that invader. Yeah, honestly, this horse is kind of dope. Honestly, this horse is like human level of intelligence. Yeah. And would be your best companion as a soldier. Jesus Christ, this horse is like, yes, I understand. I will fight invader. Yeah, it's like the, I think they're like Rizmith horses in um, the Stormlight Archives. Like the best horses, but they have to choose you. Which makes me think Brandon Sanderson is also a horse girl. The horse has to choose you. That's dragon stuff getting into your horses, bud. You like horses a bit too much. I, I was thinking it was more like unicorn stuff. 
which unicorns are just fancy unicorns horses. are fantasy horses which means again dragons are leaking into your horse girl stuff unicorns are just horses with party hats exactly so horse manages to grab the artifact but also horse is moving really fast and is near the edge of a cliff and, and turns out hooves not great for stopping i mean they are great for stopping it's literally why they like yeah that's why horse have so horse have hoof good at stop true I also Englished really bad there. You did. But Horse does manage to stop in time and goes tumbling over the side of the cliff. So the issue is, Horse is a proper name, and it yes. feels weird to say it. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> yeah, Horse goes tumbling over the edge and falls to Horse's death. No. Maybe. Maybe this show is just a... A death dream? Death dream, maybe. <laughs> but no. Ryder manages to catch the thong of the artifact, because the artifact's on a thong. A leather thong, yes. And Horse has the other end of the thong in Horse's mouth. Uh-huh. And Ryder... Fucking Ryder is strong as fuck. This Do you is, know how much a horse weighs? This is like a Captain America pulling the helicopter feet of strength. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like assumedly, Horse is a war horse. So, like, 1,200 pounds-ish? 1,000 to, like, 1,200 pounds, yeah. Big ol' horse. Big ol' horse. No, don't get us wrong. Ryder does not succeed in pulling horse up. And Captain America doesn't succeed in pulling helicopter down, but it's yeah. still impressive as fuck. The uh, artifact starts to glow... And then pulse. And then we get, like, a blast from it in, like, a, um, there's a word for what I wanted, but I don't remember what it was anymore. Hmm. My brain does that a lot. I was going to say it starts pulsing black and white. Well, there, there's a word for, like, the way something pulses out in a circular shape. It's mainly used to refer to, like, the sun or things like that with light. Coronal ejection. It, yeah. It literally looks like a coronal ejection. That's actually what I wanted to say. Man. Sometimes you just like spitball it long enough, you'll figure it out. And sometimes you'll spend a half hour googling a term to realize that it doesn't describe what you're actually thinking about. Yeah, we'll get there. That was for this show. We'll get there. Uh, and so then after the light, we start doing interspersed cuts between things. We have a cut of horse tumbling into the depths. Then we cut to rider as the invaders close around her with like a despairing no it's not yelled or anything but it's like no. yeah and then the invaders are behind them in a flash of light and then we cut back to horse falling and then back to rider's eyes and there's invaders above her with maces pulled we get, up. yeah we get like a zoom in on their face and then when our next flash is still it just pulls back and it's just a maze coming down towards rider and then there's a flash of bright white light and then it goes completely black and then horse opens her eyes and is like Rider, Rider, and is looking around. They call it out in panic, and you know, objectively freaking out, but understandably so, because one, no idea where Rider is. Also, there's this weird collar palette going on now. Everything's bright. Mm -hmm. There's no bright brown. and clean, as Horse will later describe. Yeah, and also everything is shaped like a centaur. Tree, centaur. House, centaur. Mountain, centaur with a booty. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, man. Also, the person standing in front of Horse, centaur, kind of. Giraffe man, giraffe man. GM squared. My boy GM squared. Giraffe creature thing? Giraffe centaur thing. That's what I was calling yeah. it. It is a giraffe on the bottom half. Okay. Human torso. Giraffe, giraffe neck. Human face. It's the... Specifically um, human face because it still has the rest of the giraffe head. Yeah, it has also cones. Uh-huh. It's just specifically you've removed the giraffe facial structure and slapped a human face on it. Ossicones are little antlers on a giraffe are called. Yep. Or no copy. Ossicones. They are the only two animals in the world that are part of the giraffidae family. Yep. Which I guess is signified by having ossicones. I would assume so, yeah. <laughs> if you have ossicones, you're giraffidae. Yeah. So the giraffe creature thing says, hello. 
No, no, which, first they both scream. No, no. Oh, okay, you're right, yeah, sorry. The giraffe says hello, horse screams, which is the correct response to seeing a giraffe man, giraffe man, centaur thing. And then the giraffe man, giraffe man, centaur thing also screams. I like how you're combining giraffe man, giraffe man with giraffe centaur thing. Thank you. Inclusion matters. The best part of watching shows like this is... Not getting names. When we need to like signify a character before we get names and we just come up with like determining qualities. For instance, I named this character giraffe centaur thing. GCT for short. I named it giraffe man, giraffe man or GM squared for short. Giraffe man, giraffe man, centaur thing. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, so they both scream, and then Horse calms down for a second. It's like, wait, did I just talk? Wait, I- do you, did you understand me? Wait, I can talk. Why am I talking? And then Horse screams again. Well, Horse goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then GCT says, yeah. A giraffe goes, yeah. And then takes a deep breath in and just screams in Horse's face again. <laughs> yeah, and then Horse screams and then bolts. <laughs> so, yeah, while she's bolting, Horse is upset because the world is so clean and colorful and lacks soldiers. And doesn't smell like smoke and fire and death. <laughs> Which, I love horse. I love the juxtaposition of horse in this world. Okay, so I was briefly on the centaur world Wikipedia at a point, because I just, I needed to know what one of these creatures is supposed to be a centaur of. Mm-hmm. And I hit the trivia section, and apparently part of the pitch line, according to the trivia, for the show in general, was just... What if Brienne of Tarth met the Muppets and was stuck in a Muppet world? To be fair, that's a totally different show. Oh yeah, it's definitely like, a totally different show. But I feel like that show can't exist because you don't have rights to Brienne of Tarth and the Muppets, so you have to make it somehow different. And apparently you do that by making Brienne of Tarth a horse and the Muppets weird centaur creatures. Uh, I'm just imagining Brienne of Tarth transmogrified into a horse now. Yeah. So, as that's, horse... That's the plot twist of the series, is after they assemble the artifact and Horse gets ho, Horse gets transformed back into Brienne of Tarth. Yes. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, though, so, as Horse runs off, we zoom in on James Squared's face, because I don't know why, but we're gonna do that a lot. We... The show really it, likes it's because his face. They put a lot of effort into making his face creepy, and they wanted to capitalize on it every chance they could get. Yeah. And so, horses zooming off, doing horse things. Mainly and, freaking out about the lack of mm-hmm. war. And then, as horse is running, she runs past what I've, I guess, called a fish tar. Mum and her child. Hey, you've heard the house that sent that horse passes? Oh, yeah. That yeah. has a shape like a centaur, and the door is right where the poop hole goes. Yep, not a fan of that design. Feels like poor design philosophy, but whatever. And as she runs past, the kid asks the fish star mom, like, what that is. And she's like, freak. Probably something weird. Also, she's running. She runs past an apple centaur. It's just an apple that has legs. She doesn't run past the apple centaur. They gallop together. For for a short I while, disagree. I think she's gallop. running past it. No, he's it's running alongside her. It's like, and it also it turns all like apple almost screeches at her. Yeah, because it's okay. So imagine this: you're a centaur. You live in a world of centaurs, and suddenly there's a half centaur running around. <laughs> Like, that's terrifying. That'd be, the, that, that'd be like if you were walking around on Earth, and suddenly there was a person running around, but they were just legs and a head. They had no torso. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious, though. <laughs> that's what it is. They, the horse just doesn't have a torso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. 
True. But as she's running, we see a weird chihuahua-looking, possibly Okapi zebra chihuahua centaur fusion thing. I, I didn't know what it was. Um, yeah, uh, I called this Mutant. But we get Mutant's name really quickly. Mutant, it's Glendale. Yeah. yeah. Glendale has with her, with him, a, a muscly bird. A muscly bird. Named Ched. We don't get Ched's name. Yeah. We, but I don't think we do in either of these episodes, nope, do we? Nope. It's not, it's, Ched doesn't have a name. Yeah. You cheated. I mean, I learned that from the wiki again. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so she runs into Glendale. Almost runs in Glendale. Bells, and then tries to like take off towards a bush, and a zebra centaur steps out of that. Zolius? Yes. And then Glendale, the weird thing, just starts freaking out, and this is where we meet the bird, it swoops down and is like, remember your words! And My favorite part here is Zulius and Glendale both, like, freak out, and Ched, this little bird monster, because it only has two legs, it's not quite a centaur, this yeah. little bird monster, who's, like, super buff, is the voice of reason right now, he's like, hey, calm down, everybody, calm down, like... Mm-hmm. And then they all, like, start trying to yeah, harass um, and pet and touch. Yeah, GM2 shows up. Uh, and it's just like, I didn't even get to say hi. And he's approaching, she's just starts, you know, gritting her teeth and glaring at him. And she's like, back off, I'm a trained warrior. And he's just like, I just something about your face doing that and being so long is scary. I just want to touch it. And then they all start touching and harassing. Yeah, uh, Zulius at a point is just like, where are your arms? <laughs> Again, because this is a centaur that has no torso. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Zulius though, here, asking the real questions. And as they're all freaking out about that. Somewhere in there, GCT is just like, I'm a hug it. And then they all start poking and prodding and attempting to hug horse. And then a llama centaur interrupts them. And her name is Wama Wink. Yes. And she's just like, stop that. This is our new friend. It could be our baby. Well, not a literal baby. Like spiritual baby. baby. Well, maybe not a spiritual baby, but a, a metaphorical, metaphorical baby. baby. And I just, Wama Wink's being weird with that. that we and her face that, is going through different yeah, because Lama, art, styles, like, art styles. It's our baby. We can coddle and care for it and take care of it. Oh, it's a new friend. I'm so happy to have a new friend. I'm going to be an overbearing mother. Yeah. Later to and this. as she's doing all of that, Glindo's just like, hey, Wama Wink, you know but, that. The best part is metaphorical baby we're talking about. If you watch, well, Wama Wink is the foreground and the center of all this. Yeah. You can watch Horse like slowly like exit the scene, like lift its leg and do like the sneak walk, mm-hmm. stage right until yeah. it's off screen. Then it was just like, yeah, um, that metaphorical baby we're talking about ran off. And Wama Wink's like, wait, no, what? Also. It told us it needed to go find its rider, whatever that is, yeah. and get back to the war. And said a lot of other words that I didn't understand. And then Zulius is like, it also said that you were just a lot. Like, their a words. lot. Their words. Not mine. I love Zulius. Yeah, and one moment was like, what? Glares for a moment, and then just like jumps slash rockets through the sky and lands on Horse's back. And then Horse is like, what are you doing? This is crazy. What's going on? And we get a song. Because that's the thing we haven't mentioned yet this show is a musical yeah it wasn't just the one song from rider to horse about how you're gonna get through it no wama wink leads a song about how they are centaurs and there's a centaur world and what's a better way to represent all of that with than- singing and dancing yes the really important part of this song because most of this song is just establishing centaur world the really important part of this song is glinda has a line 
where he's like, we were at war with the invaders. And then how like in that Disney movie that I'm blanking the name on, Encanto, how they like anytime somebody goes to mention Bruno, they do that to Glendale. They grab him, cover his mouth, pull him away so Glendale can't talk because they, nobody mentions the war. Yeah, it's literally, it's, I mean, technically sure we were at war with a ruthless horde of invading warriors. And then I think it's Zolius grabs him from behind and starts dragging away. He's like, shh, 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 shh. We agreed to not talk about that. Which headcanon for me the centaurs solved their invader problem by sending them through a portal to the real world well real yeah. world the world, world horse and rider are from and that's why horse and rider and all those people have been at war with this invading force honestly makes sense to me mm-hmm. yeah the song's base idea is hey it's fun here we're weird centaur things we're extremely codependent and uh it makes us really happy to be codependent and it's fun fun never ends well, so you say that but like wama wink is the one that's like oh we're codependent and everybody else is kind of like yeah it's fun yeah. to be like they, they say it's fun to be codependent but like they're not enthusiastic about it they're not like yeah. actually and then the song ends with the lines fun never ends when you're living in centaur world and but- horse runs off again yep but unfortunately horse dropped the artifact yeah, and this is where we learn that Glendale really likes to take things. It makes them feel. <laughs> Glendale's like, if they're not coming back for that, can I have it? And Wama's just like, oh, they'll be back. And we see horse running off and down a rainbow road. Just like booking it. Clop, and then clop, clop, face clop. first into a barrier. And this is when I realize it's not just magic letting horse talk. Also has to have re like structured and strengthened those fucking legs because a horse running straight into something like that it's gonna break a leg not gonna not gonna stop horses extremely fragile legs and and none of these attempts because we get a long run of attempts of horse trying to break through a barrier because horse also, break a leg it's a full dome mm-hmm. I think the most like interesting part of the dome is that it seems to be sentient at least in some way because like yeah it sometimes reacts to horses attempts. In a similar way, like, or horse in- tries to use a lance to get through, and then the dome just forms a giant fist and punches horse. Or, like, in comical ways, like, horse goes to do something at one point, and the, the dome just, like, sprays everything away with water. Yeah. Dome's just like, nah, not taking this shit, go away. So horse charges back, and she's like, how do I escape the dome? Well, at one point, horse is knocked out by the yeah. wall and sees a vision of rider. Yes. So then horse goes and talks yeah. to the centaurs. And Wombo Wink's just like, with magic. And I was like, oh, what? what is that? What's magic? And, and then we get a song about magic. All centaurs have magic. Horse doesn't know what magic is. Uh, uh-huh. Their magic might be silly, but they love their magic ways. Because, my friend, my listeners, they've got spells for days. So we saw an instance of magic earlier and we didn't recognize yeah. it when Buff Bird at one point was like, but, but can you do this to horse and turned his face into like the Giga Chad face? Eight seconds of handsome face. That is that is the magic. It has a name. We go through a list of some of the magics they have. They have shapely mane, which just makes their mane look nice. Okay. Uh, slash um, Zulisk seems to be able to like, seems prehensile almost. Okay. We get sparkle blinkies, which is um them blinking and they have like little stars. Oh, I, I remember eyes. seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. They're called Sparkle Blinkies. We have Handsome for eight seconds. In case you're wondering, Justice just has the lyrics to the song. That's where he's getting the spell names yep. from. Stretchy Neck Times. Which, to be fair, does uh, Giraffe Man, Giraffe Man, Centaur thing need that? No, but I assume that's how we get those shots of his head coming in from the top of the camera. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. That makes sense. There's also wobble legs, which we see them all just standing on extremely wobbly legs, which according to them is always, always a winner. Mm-hmm. 
Giraffe Man, Giraffe Man's name is Durpleton, by the way. I just yes, remembered that. Yes, Durpleton. Durpleton. And also, he's voiced by uh, Josh Radner, who you may more likely know as uh, Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Father, How I Met Your Mother. He shows up briefly in How I Met Your Father, I think. No, there's no crossover between those shows. I don't know. I don't care either. How I Met Your Mother. But How I Met Your Father, you could also uh, listen to our episode of. And anyways, though, back to their weird magic. Which, assumingly, from the way they talk about it, can do anything, but they need to list these spells, which, assumingly, are just, to me, implies things they do more often than others. You forgot Tummy Portal. I was getting there. Okay. We got Portal Tummy. Oh, sorry. And Prehensile Eyes. Portal Tummy does exactly what it says on the tin. It opens a portal into your stomach. Mm Mm-hmm. We also have prehensile eyes. Also does what it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. And we know that Durpleton, when he blinks, can change the spots on his neck or torso, horse torso, not, well, giraffe torso, into pies. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't catch that one in the show. Yeah, they don't turn into, like, physical pies. They turn into oh. spot depictions of pies. We have, when he says that, instead of blinking, some of them turn into slices of pies, some of them turn into full pies. It's I think one turns into the pie symbol. That's funny. That's a good joke. And also, they can all shoot tiny versions of themselves from their hoofs. Yeah, Womowinks is the first one to do this, and it lands in front of Horse, and Horse is like, okay, but where do they go when they're gone? And Womowink goes, none of us know! And the we... tiny Womowink runs off screaming in terror. It has an existential crisis. Like, we zoom in on it when it first gets made, and it looks around, its eyes widen with the realization of what life is. It says something, I don't remember what. Screams in terror and runs off. And then they all make one and do the same thing. And they do this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. There is assumedly just a tiny society of thems out there plotting their revenge on the larger thems that brought them into the world. I would assume so. God, I hope that's an episode plot point later. <laughs> but after the song, Horse realizes, oh wait, the artifact relic, whatever I'm calling it, is missing. And Glendale's just like, oh, Womowink hey. is like, Glendale, give it back. Yes, and Glendale gives it back and apologizes and says, theft's the only thing that makes them feel good. You say she gives it back, but where does Glendale keep the... the Tummy portal. (laughs) Yeah. Reaches into their stomach and pulls the artifact out. Yep. And Wong Wong's just like, I'm sorry for my herd. But they're they're great. They're good. But they're a bit weird. And I was just like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. I have to get back to my rider. Could we do something about the dome dome? issue? Or, you know, anything about getting back to my rider? And Glendale's like, yeah, there's these things called shamans. And the entire time Glendale is talking about the shamans, Wink is, like, death-glaring. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, there's five shamans. They live outside of Centaur Valley. Yeah, one of them could probably, you know, help you with that. And the horse is just like, well, how would I find them? And Durbin's like, oh, you know that Rainbow Road? It goes all the way around the world to places. I, I don't know where. We've never left the valley. Uh, also, should be mentioned here that the bird actually has hooves? Yes. He is a finch tar. Is that the... He's a finch. He's a finch? Apparently. Weird. But yeah, so like as, the entire time they're talking about like following the road, leaving the yeah. valley, Wamo Link is like death glaring everybody and there's a yep. strong vibe that like, well, Wamo Link is definitely the leader of their herd. They're all actually prisoners belonging to Wamo Link. Yeah, it kind like, of feels that way. Like it definitely feels like Wamo Link is a, like in charge of a prison. So Zulius explains more about it. Doesn't really explain anything the others don't. But Horse is like, yeah, cool, we should we should go then. And Mama Link's like, why? It's fun here. It's great. We have no reason to re- leave. And Horse is like, really? Because you said you did this, all of this, every day. This song, all oh, of the spells. Just to jump back to the magic song. Yep. There was something I noticed. When um, Drippleton is like using magic that isn't self-directed, like tummy portal or spot changing. Yeah. He targets his magic by using his ossicones. 
They glow. Yep. They like glow and like, yeah. But horses just like, I don't think it's as uh, fun and that you're as happy here as you try to say because uh, seems like it'd be pretty boring to do the exact same thing every day. Always stuck in this valley. And this starts horse and llama wings like rivalry, which I assume will play out through the remainder of the show as well. I would think so. Whereas horses is like the embodiment of free will and self-reliance and llama wink is the embodiment of... uh. The overburied mother? And crippling codependence. Yes. So Horse is trying to convince the others to leave, not necessarily Wama Wink, by being like, don't you want to feel the wind in your man? And to explore and go out in the world and crush skulls under your hooves. And, and up until this point, they had all been agreeing. And then only Durpleton agrees to crush skulls. Durpleton's like, yeah. Horse then jumps into a song. Well, um, which is Hello to Rainbow Road. They're all like looking at Horse. She's like, I can't believe I want to do this. <clears throat> she has to clear her throat because yeah, she's and a little horse. Continues to clear her throat, and I think it's Glindo's like, I bet she has a beautiful singing voice. This is going to be the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I should clarify, she's not a little horse. That was only intended as a pun. She's actually a full-grown horse. I feel like our listeners got that, bud. Like, seems kind of... Explaining the joke makes the joke better. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But then Horse sings a song called Hello Rainbow Road, like you said. And it's basically just like, yo, this road goes all the way around the fucking world and this planet is filled with other centaurs. Why are you just sitting here doing the same thing day in, day out? Should also mention that the refrain of Hello Rainbow Road is actually the um, chorus line from Writer's Song at the beginning of the show. You're okay. You're all right. And then it has a slight abbreviation because it's, I'll find you there beyond the light. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, We also have a pre-chorus that's like, oh, 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 follow, follow, follow the colors and lights of the roadway. uh, That ends the show. We go into the ending theme. Yeah, they all line up. They get out of the dome. Yeah. Yeah, They all line up at the dome. Magic starts to surge around them. And then Wama Wink looks at all of her friends slash prisoners. And she's just like, ha, sighs, touches horse, holds out her hand, and then they dispel the barrier. I am convinced that Wama Wink set up this barrier around them all, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. And I don't think this barrier was going to come down unless Wama Wink caved. But yeah, then we get the ending theme, which starts out okay, kicks it into a bit faster, like, nice little, like, beat, and then turns into a weird-ass West, Old West-style jig. Yeah, lots of lots of cowbell. A little bit of a letdown considering how good the music of the actual show is. Yeah, I, I would argue it's still good. It's then just like after the point you should have pushed the skip button from the Netflix credit options. Yeah. It, it lets you know you should have hit the skip button. Now that it gets bad, it just changes it, tone it, fast and weird. It knows it's a Netflix original. It knows it doesn't need to have an end theme. Yeah. So Justice, Centaur World. This is a weird show. But it doesn't feel weirder than a lot of other like children show properties, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, no, I get what you mean. And I don't dislike it, but I want more rider action where rider is kicking ass. That, yes. that was really good animation. Or I want animation along that quality. Like, all this animation, the animation throughout the show is still really good, really fluid. But it obviously has a different style. And I'd like to see a bit more of a return at some point to the more action-styled, like, animation like we're doing in, like, the first five minutes of the show. Yeah. But other than that, I think the show's good. And at this point, yeah, I'd watch episode two. So, this show has a charm to it. Yes. That is hard to describe because it's so fucking weird. Like, you said it's not, like, any weirder than other kids' shows, and you're kind of right. Kids' shows get, like, weird to, like television's in your stomach weird but this is a particular level of weird yeah it's like adventure time weird 
Adventure Time at its weirdest weird. Not at its weirdest weird, but weird. Uh, yeah, the show's okay, though. I would probably not watch episode two. I would probably, if I was watching this casually, go Google the show and see if we're going back to the writer world at any like significant portion of the show. And then if there was more than like a three or four episode arc in the real world, watch the rest of the show. <laughs> but if but if we're just sitting in Centaur world, I'm not coming back. You know, understandable. That's what I'd do if I wasn't watching it for a podcast. But because I am watching it for a podcast, I watched episode two. Fragile things. The episode opens with a herd running through the forest. And with, Zulius trips over a log. Well, like, it starts with Wink, and Wink is clearing the path for the herd is what's going on. Yeah. There. And then Horse charges past Wink, causing a bit of a mess on the road, and the others charge after and Horse. Then, and then Zulius trips over a log and smacks his face. And Wink's like, oh, and starts to sing the song, Wom- Fragile Things. Yeah, Wink's like, you gotta watch where you're going, be careful. One careful step at a time, please watch yourselves as you go. And it's all that you're like, hey, you got to be safe. We're really, really fragile, soft and small, and we get hurt pretty easy. And we've never been out of the valley, and it's filled with so many dangerous things. However, are we going to cope? We have to rely on each other. And as Wink I'll is, protect you. As Wink is singing this, Horse, like, glares at Wink, and Horse cuts in and starts saying, oh, I never feared the drums of war. I crushed the skulls, and I want more. Horse's song, and Zulius calls this out later, Horse's song, fucking banger. <laughs> yeah. Horse's first chorus which undercuts the whole like fragile thing is just it's the oh i never feel the german wars i crush skulls while you're hiding in the fringes i'll go out and get my vengeance you can all be fearless too you can fight for yourselves you're all right by yourselves because you know only you can protect you and while i'm always like no we're all just small fragile things so Wamawink continues to freak out, sing her side of the song, and then like while Horse and Wamawink are actively arguing, Zulius goes, "Yeah, but Horse's lines were just much more appealing." Yeah, there's literally a line in the song though where it's literally they are both singing at the same time. See, this is why I should be leading the way because they have that who's the leader argument basically. Yeah. And I think the song itself lets us know that Horse is supposed to be the winner of this song argument because we end on Horse with the "Oh, I never heard the drums of war. I crushed the skulls and I want more" line. Yeah. Yeah. And then Durpleton falls down. Yeah. And so, well, they've kind of agreed that Horse should be the leader here. Yeah. They all realize they don't know Horse's name. Mm-hmm. And so they take turns trying to guess Horse's name. Yeah. They're doing this while they're taking a small break on the Rainbow Road for Glendale to use the bathroom. If you take a break on Rainbow Road, you'll never get first. Yeah. More on your Zulius pointing out that Horse's duet, because uh, at a point while he's like, did you not listen to my song? And Zulius is like, well, it was more of a duet. Uh, yeah, this is so. I, there's a musical term for when there are multiple melodies competing by different vocalists. And it, it's a fugue, but it technically applies for three to six parts, I think is what I found. And this is a duet, technically. Mm-hmm. But it's a duet in the style of a fugue. Yeah. That said, I spent a half hour nearly breaking down in tears because I couldn't remember the fucking word fugue. And he knew he knew it. I knew I knew it. Yeah. Like, but like you said, yeah, Zulus points out that it was a duet. Horse was more compelling. And his reasonings for why horses was more compelling, because it had notes of figs and murder. Yeah, murder. Notes of figs and murder. I get the murder. I don't hear the figs. Neither do I. <laughs> But so they're all trying to give Horse a new name or guess Horse's name while also doing bathroom breaks. And the bathroom is obviously a bush off the side of the road because that's, my, you know. My, my favorite is Durpleton's like, no, I don't need to use the bathroom. I'm fine. And like has his legs crossed. Yeah. Like holding it. Well, I like how Zola's is like, I don't need to use the bathroom. And then Glinda pops back out of the bush and she's just like, they have a giant mirror in here. And Zola's is like, oh, I'll be back. And yeah. We also, by sound, assumingly, there's a toilet, a sink, and a hand dryer all in the bush. 
bush. Yeah. Also, we learned Chad is racist against horses. Yes. Because he expresses he has problems with horse, and it's just like, horse is like, why? And he's like, you're a horse. Um, but yeah, horse's name is just horse, just mm-hmm. so we know. Um, and they're all getting ready to leave, and Dribbleton's still sitting there cross-legged, and horse is like, you can go to the bathroom. He walks in, because he's a giraffe, his neck sticks out of the bush, and we're there for like two seconds, maybe, and then his head just slowly turns in like horror fashion, and he just goes, I'm done. <laughs> and then we cut to them further along the path, and they are... Now, um, approaching a scarred, burned landscape. Well, while they're approaching, Wilma Wink tells them that she has a deep history with the shamans. Yeah, and she, then Glindo's like, yeah, she was in shaman school. She, top of the class. Top of the class. And Wilma Wink's like, well, maybe not top of the class. Um, but then, I was pretty great. And then somebody's like, wait, a horse is like, wait, why aren't you a shaman then? And Wilma Wink's like, well, it was, uh, well, due to um, an inability to continue schooling. She's like, no, she doesn't say that. She's like, it was just a furthering education thing. I wasn't like actually going yeah. to be a shaman. It was just extra credit hours, essentially, like making excuses for why. Mm-hmm. And then they get there, and Wama, when he does want to continue, has a bad feeling about it. And she's just like, well, the shaman's this way. We got to go. That's, that's what you said the shaman is, right? And Wama Wing's like, yes, but I could sometimes see the future, and there is danger ahead. Don't you remember that that time I predicted that you'd have a pimple over your eyes, Zulia's? And was and it was a really bad one and so this is like i've never had a pimple in my life i do not know what you're talking about and then glinda's like yeah and it scabbed and it fell off and i didn't the scab bernard and um, it's really good that your name's not bernard because if your name was bernard horse it'd be very confusing derpleton's the one that points that out because apparently derpleton also talks to the scab and apparently the scab is given advice what because it? at a point they talk about how centaur should keep their promises because that's later but yeah i know but that's a oh, actually, that's right now too that's because like right now yeah because horse is like well if you don't want to go that's fine i'm just gonna go off by myself and derbleton's like remember what bernard said a centaur always keeps his promises and we promise to accompany horse to the shaman yeah so they're all sitting there debating whether or not they should keep their promise basically the others are like hey wama wink hey wama wink you promised can we go wama wink Really? Horse is going. Can we go? And so they catch up to the horse, and we see that there's a tornado forming. But horse is like, no, it's not a tornado. No, we don't know that yet. It's it's a tornado. And horse is just like, it's just some wind. Oh no! And charges forwards while yelling in excitement. The rest of them haven't followed horse yet, but they eventually talk one wink into following. So they all follow yeah. horse now. And this is where one wink goes. It's not a tornado. It's a tornado because it's a centaur shaped tornado. Yeah, yeah. It has a horse body, and then it just kind of stretches into a tube towards the top and up into the cloud level horse sings a refrain of her part of the first song in this episode yeah and we, then, because we get the song tornado yeah then tornado gets the song yeah. the tornado is apparently a living creature with thousands of souls yeah encompassing it i don't think it's made of a thousand souls because oh. of the lines so it says come to us you will be ours in the skies forever won't let you go uh don't leave our side how will you hide and it's just like you can't escape us but i'm pretty so- sure there's a line that specifically said you're made to be one of the thousand thousands of souls well it says you are now one of our thousands of souls we've taken and lifted above oh, okay which makes it sound i'm not sure if it's saying you do become part of them or if it's literally like yeah we've killed thousands of people well tornado talks in a plural so i'm assuming that you become part of tornado with tornado yeah you know what that makes sense yeah during all of this they're all trying to run through the artifact gets torn off of horse's neck so does all of horse's armor because we forgot to mention this horse as a war horse has been armored through all of this glendale catches the artifact and horse catches the thong of the artifact and is like trying to pull yep. glendale back in um and in a scene that's very reminiscent of the scene where horse falls off a cliff glendale gets sucked into the tornado yep mm-hmm. and then wallowink comes to the rescue 
by shooting miniature versions of themselves into the tornado to knock Glendale out of it. Yes. Yeah. I would like to point out, though, during that... So, Horse loses the artifact, because it's important for the argument later. Mm-hmm. Glendale, in the song, has the line, Mmm, shiny boy. To which Wamma Wig says, Glendale, no. And Glendale's like, Glendale, next line, is repeating the line that Horse has been singing through all of this, which is a repeat from uh, yeah. the Rainbow Road, which is from, um, not Rainbow Road, beginning of this, which is, Don't worry, you're safe with me now. To the relic. Glendale's like, Ooh, shiny, grabs. Don't worry, you're safe with me now. <laughs> Glendale is, like, half a step removed from Smeagol. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then it gets, Glendale gets poured into the tornado. Mom Wink frees Glendale, and then all of the herd forms up and forms, like, a barrier. Forms up, and Mom Wink forms a barrier around them, is what I got from that, because that's a pink barrier. Mom Wink seems to be the initiation of it. And then the barrier ball filled with the herd rolls towards the tornado. And oh. Horse just, like, back mule kicks that thing right into the tornado. <laughs> Up through spout through the back of the tornado, which seems to be the kill shot because the tornado dissipates. Yep. So tornadoes dissipated. They've got out of the desolate valley. They're in like more forest now. Yeah. And, and Wamwink and Horse get into an argument because Horse wants to continue on, but Wamwink's like, "No, everybody needs time to rest." You don't, they almost died. You don't care about us, like one. You kicked us in the tornado, and Horse's oh, like, "Yeah, but that worked." It's not you don't care about us. It's you don't care about anybody but yourself. Yeah, but their specific argument initially is Wamwink's like, "Look at Glendale. Glendale saved the artifact for you, and now they're all shaking up and." Horse is like, let's be clear here. Did not do it for me. Glendale took it because it's shiny, which the lyrics of the song back up. Also, Glendale's personality backs up. But no, I'm only clarifying that because it becomes an important aspect of Horse later in the oh, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. No. That I, I'm that aware. Horse, like, Wama Wink accuses Horse of not caring about anybody but Horse itself, but Horse does, and that's that's actually yeah. Horse's entire motivation. Yep. So they all just kind of separate and go their own way. The herd goes one way and Horse continues on. Yeah. So their argument concludes with the accusation of Horse being selfish and only caring about themselves and almost being like you only care about mothering everyone and protecting them and not letting them actually do anything that they want to do yeah you only care about being overbearing and burdensome and um yeah so horse and the herd separate Mm -hmm. and horse is lost and being lost goes to sit down Mm -hmm. and sings the song what if i forget your face you're skipping stuff we need to sit down on the leaf because horse goes to sit down Uh, oh yeah yeah and the leaf is actually a baby leaf centaur uh, baby leaf tar i don't know man it doesn't have multiple legs and the mother leaf tar is like you almost said all my kid you almost killed my kid could you imagine if if i almost killed your kid how you would feel and horse is like well first i'd have to imagine having a child and then i guess maybe not good and then mother leaf is like you're just selfish and only care about yourself yeah and hops off and horse is like but i don't there's also a centaur here who has a bag it, <laughs> I, it looks like a weird ocelot centaur and horse is he like, has a purse and she yeah. goes to get directions from him horse is like do you know about the rainbow road and the weird ocelot centaur is like my grandpapa got his purse stolen by a rainbow road once do not take my purse please <laughs> yeah it's it, it has a german accent for some reason his <laughs> apparently his grandfather got robbed by a rainbow road and it took his purse and he's just like I care about my purse. Don't take mine. But yeah, so the point is, during this time where Horse is alone, once again accused of just being selfish and only out for herself. Yeah. And then this is where Horse sings, What If I Forget Your Face? And during this song, it's mainly just Horse running around the forest, and there are green phantomy images of Ryder. Yeah, and it's all about, like, what if I can't get back in time? What mm-hmm. if I forget who you are? What if you don't remember me? What if I change a lot? What if I forget your face? Yep. Um, and Wamawink overhears all of this. The entire herd overhears all of it. Yeah. And, like, the herd when Wamawink's not paying attention are all like, oh, like, that's so sad. They are also doing the backup vocals Whenever Wamawink isn't paying attention. Yeah. As soon as Wamawink turns to face them, they the all stop. The choir cuts out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because all the songs in the show are canon. They are all happening within the show. So the song is all about that. It's just like, yeah, what if I'm too late? And then the song ends with a repetition of Wama Wings lines from Fragile Things. It ends with one careful step at a time for you and I are fragile things. And then Wama Wing cries. Yeah, Wama Wing cries because Wama Wing realizes Horse isn't selfish. She isn't out for herself. Horse's entire motivation is getting back to her herd, getting back to her version of a herd. Yep. Her family. Yeah. And Horse ends their song by laying down and going to sleep. And then we start our next scene with Horse having a nightmare, calling out for Ryder, saying no, freaking out. And then is woken up by having a giggle cake shoved in their mouth. It's a pancake. It's a pancake. I don't know why it's called a giggle cake. No, it's a giggle cake. It's a pancake created by Centaur Magic. It's a giggle cake. Is it created by Centaur Magic? Do you know that? We didn't see if they cooked it or not. Yeah, it's created by Centaur Magic. I know this because the centaurs don't have the ingredients with them to make pancakes. You don't know what giggle cakes are made of. I also don't know what they're storing in their stomach pocket. Also, maybe it was just stored in the stomach pocket. Maybe they never actually eat their giggle cakes. They put it in their face and then pull it out from their tummy pocket. Their Uh, tummy portal. But yeah, so Horse is like, hmm, this is really good because there was a line earlier about about Horse horse never eating breakfast. And here Durpleton's like, hmm, maybe you should eat breakfast sometimes, huh? Maybe? Yep. Well, when Horse is happy about the giggle cake, Durpleton and Glendale both tear up. They're like, yeah, breakfast. Because they seem to be under the assumption that Horse was never given breakfast, assumedly, here. Is how I (laughs) take their reaction. They both tear up in the background where he's like, hmm, breakfast. So, one wing tells Horace, I get it, you're not selfish. I could never imagine not being with my herd, my family. And, like, struggling to find them. I understand it's difficult. Yeah. But we're going to do things my well, way be- from now before, on. Before Wong Wing goes, like, gives the ultimatum, Horse actually apologizes. Yeah. Horse apologizes, and Wong Wing's like, okay, cool, we'll help you now. We're doing things my way this time. Yeah. So now we get them all walking and explaining stuff. And at a point, I think it's Durpleton who's just like, no, it's Zilli's just like, so what even is a rider? And Horse goes to explain what a rider is, but fails to, like, get the meaning across, and then, like, tries to explain what reigns are. Are. And at first, Zilius is like, what do you mean they, they make it rain? I thought you said there was no magic in your world. Well, yeah, so Horse is explaining. It's just like, yeah, they would ride on top of me. And then Chad's like, they would stand on you? That's ridiculous. And we zoom out and Chad is just standing on top of Turpleton's head. Because that's how Chad gets around. Chad doesn't mm-hmm. fly or go walk. And then Horse is explaining the reins thing. Zilius makes his remark. And as Horse explains reins, Horse realizes, oh my god, I don't have my armor or my reins. I'm naked. Well, I'm in the nude. And Durbleton goes, I'm in the nude. Then Durbleton goes, we're all in the nude here. And then chuckles darkly. No, like, Horse goes to finish explaining what reins are. And she's like, put them over my head and then they can control. And, like, everybody goes, ah, ah. yeah. Because they're all like, oh, it's a fetish thing. I get it. Yeah, I guess this is. <laughs> oh, no, I, that's 100% I did not get that joke. That's the implication. <laughs> I guess that makes sense here. <laughs> And Which, again, this is a children's show, Justice. Yeah. But I guess if it went over your head, it would go over a six-year-old's head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like reins. Yeah. Yeah. And then Horse <laughs> sees what they assume to be a human shape and says, Ryder, and charges after it. And then they all follow after Wama Horse. Wink commands her herd to follow. And Zilius trips over a log and bashes his face in. Durpleton this time. I thought it was Zilius again. It might be. I thought it was Durpleton. I might be wrong. I thought it was Zilius because it's like a framing device for the episode. It honestly could be. I may have, yeah. I may have just gotten the wrong person. And Wama Wink goes, carefully. And that's the end of episode two, entitled Fragile Things of Centaur World. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on episode two of Centaur World? Fragile Things. Actually, what are your thoughts on Centaur World? Well, we'll do fragile things first and then go to our thoughts on the two episodes combined. It's an episode. Yes. It's actually like, I was trying to like think of a positive thing to say about it. And like, I love Horse's song in this. Mm-hmm. Horse is part of 
Also, Tornado's, Tornado's song. Also Tornado's fantastic. song is also good. Honestly, all three songs. Yeah. Good. The songs in this episode are really good. The plot is very, um, nothing. Like, they, they all grow closer together, but from point A of the episode to point B of the episode, nothing actually changes. Honestly, removing the songs, you remove a decent amount of runtime from the show. Yeah. But, like, it does work to further the story beat that they need to, because they do need to bring everyone kind of together. Because they do have that division there. Yeah. Somewhat. And if you're going on a journey at any point, it's fine to have low levels of... Yeah, so, like, the episode doesn't have, like, any overarching, like, stakes or anything. It's literally just setting up for how do we make this journey feasible? How do we resolve party tensions? It's the GM going, okay, you've all met each other now. How the fuck do I get you all to go on the journey together? So... And the answer is by having you fight a giant tornado that is a centaur. Definitely a higher difficulty rating than they're up against. Challenge rating. That's why I just built. Yeah, not a lot happens. This episode's fine. The music's really good. That's the best part about it. I just want more of Rider's World understandable otherwise yeah it's a fine episode again by the end of episode two i'm in the same place i was at the end of episode one i need to know if we get more writer's world like as an overarching story arc yeah because if not this show doesn't have the thing i want from it i would assume we that said that said we did watch the trailer because we watch trailers for shows we don't cheat and like look at spoilers um unless we accidentally stumble across them for instance i found out by accident that the invaders were minotaurs which means they are from centaur world they probably are the original invading force or there's a Mintar world. And Mintar's figured out how to break through the worlds, mm-hmm. and they are the Fraxians of... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Who knows? But, like, that was an accidental spoiler I found, but... Um, it also changes the trailer, nothing, really. The artifact that Horse has is, like, one of four or five parts of artifacts, probably six, six parts. Six parts. He's probably the shamans each have one part. Yes, and there are five shamans. Yeah. And once this relic is put back together, at least in the trailer, it seems to resurrect, like, a centaur or horse lich... Yeah. And like that alone like makes me go, mmm, kinda wanna watch the show. So yeah. like the trailer, along with like finding out that there's more Rider World stuff, would lock me in. Look, from what I've seen of the trailer and from the way the show has approached its tone, to me it seems like one of the things I like about children's shows, mm-hmm. especially more modern children's shows, of course, where it's hey, we have to do the standard almost look, the show's for kids, and then give us like four or five episodes. Okay, now we're allowed to tell you a story. Let's go. It's going to get dark, but we will occasionally do weird things, so your parents will still think it's a kid's show. You were Googling something about the show, and you read a byline for the show that was like, Centaur World, a perfect little children's show until the body horror starts. Yeah. And I was like... I was looking for the song lyrics, and that was a thing from Polygon, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. So far, at least. But yeah, so that's where I sit on it. I would watch more because I can deal with the weird, goofy thing. It's not that bad. And honestly, I think it's a show I would easily put on in the background and like half pay attention to. Yeah. Until it starts to get more serious. Like, it's and then like I would season actively one of pay more attention. Time. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, we have to do more of a kids thing, but then we're going to get more serious. And the show does have two seasons. And, and I have to assume the first season kind of wraps up, well, assumedly, the base thing here of well, reuniting also, like, with Ryder. It has two seasons and it only came out last year. Like, it yeah. had a quick turnaround in season two, which implies either Netflix was like, yes, or like Netflix ordered two seasons to begin with, maybe. I actually found something about that oh. when I was looking at things. Because I was surprised by the turnaround on the seasons too, so I was just like looking up the season stuff. Apparently, 
Centaur World season one and two were originally created as one season. Like uh, it was, it was pitched all as one season, and then pandemic stuff happened, so they got their time split up, and things got weird. Makes sense. So yeah. they just turned it into two seasons, and I don't know if that means they fleshed it out more, or added more episodes, or got it to higher episode count. Because it looks like two full seasons. It looks like Netflix ten episodes, I think, a season. Yeah, twenty episodes total for this. Yeah, I think. So it looks like either they were given a twenty episode first season, or they fleshed things out, and when it came time for the first season to be done they're like hey netflix we already have all this stuff done on your dime and netflix was like well you got a second season then yeah i have no yeah, idea how that it's got 20 there. episodes divided into two seasons yep i'm interested in watching more of it actually like I, yeah i would i would want i really want more rider world but that anyways. do you want more rider world or do you want more serious like lore things added a lot of column a little column b okay a lot of column a about 50 50 actually okay because I, I just enjoy, like, the fighting animation from Riders World. Like, Agreed. that looked really... It was really smooth. It was really nice. It was crisp. Yeah. It had great action. But then, the lore implications of, like, the centaur sending the minotaurs into Riders World. Possibly, yeah. And then, like, something to do with the lich. Like, the lore implications here are interesting. I would so, agree. Yeah. Am I a pony girl now, too? No. Oh, okay, good. No one is. There are no pony girls? Horse girls. Sorry. Yeah. None of those. Fair enough. Am I a horse boy? If you want to be, I guess. I mean, I don't want to be like then no because i feel like horse boy is like half step removed from a brony and i yeah. have nothing against bronies in particular but like but like you actively have decided you're never playing the my little pony friendship is magic card game that's apparently really good yeah i've heard from people who aren't my little pony fans that it's roughly as good as magic the gathering if not quite as good and i feel like you're afraid because you've heard that statement and then you've also heard the statement from other people it's like my little pony is actually good yeah you're just like if i like the card game i might watch the show if i watch the show i might become a brony and there's nothing wrong with being a brony but they have a horrible culture around them and they've done some terribly disturbing things in the past it's it's just like i enjoyed the harry potter books yeah but i will never ever 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 call myself a harry potter fan because that has implications that i don't want to have i think the main problem is literally just letting fandoms define you which i think a lot of people do yeah like right now i'm binge watching doctor who but i'm not a whovian yeah i know there is nothing that i can think of where my brain goes i'm a diehard member of this fandom magic the gathering hello i'm not like i can think of nothing and i think that's the main problem with anything when you get down to that point it's just like if you let the fandom become a defining feature of your life or define who you are and especially if it's a fandom that is often changing because that's when you get i think a lot of toxic things popping up because it's well i don't want this to change or i'm focusing heavily on this one specific thing here and combating here that's when you get fandoms that are really like against themselves as well all right okay like star wars fandoms think about how much they hate each other uh, and themselves i think the common rule of star wars is you can't be a star wars fan unless you hate star wars yeah but you have people who then actively fight about what to hate about star wars and hate each other i think we're a little off the rails here probably and this sounds more like a interstitial conversation that said would you watch more i already already said yes okay me too with caveats Mm -hmm. but yeah centaur world a netflix original show which means everybody in the world has access to it because everybody in the world has access to netflix right yeah i believe so currently and until netflix changes their password sharing thing and then we all have to get our own accounts instead of using the same account yeah look guys when netflix does that i am changing the password you're gonna have to get your own netflix account i don't mind you guys using it but like netflix is gonna start charging me for you guys using it and gonna be a lot anyways if you want to get access to that netflix password or suggest shows for us to watch or talk about the idea of toxic fandoms you can reach out directly to us in a myriad of ways including but not limited to our email at copilotsreview at gmail.com you can tweet at us on twitter at copilotsreview 
you could hang out in our Discord and talk to us, which you can find a link to that at our website at copilotsreview.simplecast.com. That website also includes links to our email, our Twitter, our YouTube, our Discord, but not the second hidden email that is over a year and a half old and still has no messages in it. You guys aren't doing the work. You guys aren't finding the hidden email. It's not really hidden. We're very obvious about it in that episode. But what episode is that? Who knows? I don't remember. And also, it has a link to our Patreon, where we have some bonus content that you can give us money for. Yeah. All of the money. And that money really just goes to paying for our, again, shared Netflix account, everyone. Our shared Netflix account, the myriad of other fees that come with running a podcast, because who knew it was expensive to make a podcast? Weird, right? Anyways, though, thank you guys, and please fly again soon. (laughs) 